Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today we have a crazy story of revenge against a pet thief. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, how I got revenge on the guy that ruined my credit score. I've always been the responsible one, and I'm not saying this to spin the story in my favor. People around me often marveled at my ability to manage my finances. I meticulously tracked my expenses, paid my bills on time, and maintained a pristine credit score. Financial discipline was my forte, and I took pride in making wise decisions. My credit score was my badge of honor, proof that I was in control of my life and my future. I had a lot of things in mind and I'd seen what a bad credit could do. The scenario played itself one too many times in the lives of my other guys, so I knew I did not want to fall into that hole. I had big plans, owning a house, starting my own business, and enjoying a secure and prosperous life. Friends and family often sought my advice when they faced financial dilemmas, and I was more than happy to help them navigate the complexities of money management. Edward had been a friend since our college days. We had shared countless adventures and forged memories that would last a lifetime. We were inseparable back then, two contrasting souls who complemented each other perfectly. Well, not so perfectly, but you should get what I mean. While I was the cautious and calculated one, Edward was the carefree, impulsive spirit who chased shortcuts to success and took financial risks that made me shake my head. In our early days as an acquaintance, I admired his adventurous spirit and daring nature. He often had me wondering if I could live a carefree life like him. However, as we grew older, our paths diverged. Edward's financial struggles escalated, and he started down a treacherous path of desperation to escape the quicksand of his problems. But they were his to deal with. Or so I thought, stupidly. It was a day that would forever be etched in my memory. I sat down at my computer ready to go about my usual routine of checking my credit report every three months. The number on the screen caught my eye but it wasn't the familiar comfort of the high digits I'd grown accustomed to. My credit score had plummeted and a series of unfamiliar accounts had been opened in my name. My heart raced, and a sickening feeling twisted in my gut as I realized that my identity had been stolen somehow. At that time, I didn't understand how, but I was sure that there was no way I could have let things deteriorate to that level. After a while of staring at the screen and trying to make sense of what was staring back at me in the face, a chilling sense of dread washed over me. It felt like a personal violation. A betrayal from someone I'd known for years. The emotions were a whirlwind, leaving me struggling to come to terms with the reality of what had happened. It was Edward. It became evident that I trusted the absolutely wrong person and allowed a miscreant into my life. The extent of the damage to my credit score was beyond what I could have imagined. It wasn't just a minor dent, it was a full-scale demolition. My once pristine credit had been tarnished with unpaid debts late payments, and fraudulent transactions. I couldn't wrap my head around the audacity of Edward's actions. It wasn't just about the numbers, it was about the consequences. My ability to secure loans, housing, and even employment had been severely compromised. 
My financial reputation, once a source of pride, had been replaced by a shadow of deceit. The dreams I had appeared before my eyes like they were telling me that they were about to leave and there was nothing I could do about the plans I had drawn up. I became livid. It was fine for him to ruin his life and live as he pleased, but to do that with me? Without consulting me if he was low on cash? Now, that was something I thought of as premium gutter behavior. I knew I had to take action immediately. As the shock of the theft settled, I realized the urgency of the situation. I reached out to the authorities, reporting the identity theft and providing them with all the evidence I had. The process was cumbersome and time-consuming, requiring a substantial amount of paperwork and bureaucracy. I could not confront Edward at that time because I knew he would either make it seem like a joke or pretend like he knew absolutely nothing about what I was talking about. I knew that if I were to stand any chance of bringing Edward to justice and uncovering the truth behind his actions, I needed professional help. So I hired a private investigator named Sarah. Her reputation preceded her, and she had a track record of cracking the toughest cases. With her keen eyes and unyielding determination, Sarah was my best hope. She delved into the case with an unwavering commitment, and her early findings sent shivers down my spine. Sarah uncovered financial troubles that were far more dire than I'd imagined. Edward had amassed a mountain of debt, and it seemed that desperation had driven him to make the fateful decision to steal my identity. Apparently, stealing my identity was a last resort after he'd gone through all of his supposed contingency plans. As Sarah delved deeper into Edward's financial troubles, it wasn't just a case of personal desperation. There was a dark underbelly to his actions. It became apparent that Edward was entangled with a group of his friends who were involved in similar illicit activities. Their MO was targeting unsuspecting individuals to steal their identities and manipulate their financial resources. They saw this criminal behavior as a way of life, a means to achieve quick wealth without being held accountable. It was a shocking realization that Edward wasn't acting alone, he was part of a dangerous collective, and the implications were staggering. My understanding of the group's activities grew as Sarah continued her investigation. It was a chilling realization that my once trusted friend Edward was deeply involved in a web of illicit dealings alongside his friends. They considered themselves experts in identity theft and financial manipulation, carefully calculating every move. I had unwittingly become a victim of their criminal enterprise. With Edward's actions exposed and the criminal organization's ominous presence looming, I was faced with the arduous task of rebuilding my life. I embarked on an intense effort to restore my credit score, attending financial education courses and working tirelessly to pay off accumulated debts. It was a slow and often frustrating process, but my determination never wavered. The path to recovery was filled with sacrifices and hardships. I worked extra hours and cut back on luxuries to hasten my journey back to financial stability. My social life suffered as I focused on rebuilding my life. Despite the isolation, I knew that giving up was not an option. My future depended on reclaiming what was rightfully mine. My obsession with bringing Edward to justice consumed me, the betrayal ran deep, and I couldn't rest until he faced the consequences of his actions. Every waking moment, I thought about how he had kept me in the shadows as he continued to plot behind my back, and the rage within me grew. I needed to expose the truth and ensure that he paid for the havoc he had wreaked on my life. To execute my plan for revenge, I enlisted the help of my dedicated private investigator, Sarah, and a small but dedicated group of allies who shared my desire for justice. 
We began crafting a detailed strategy to bring Edward and the criminal organization to their knees. The plan was meticulously designed. With every step considered and every contingency planned for, we would leave no stone unturned in our pursuit of justice. As Sarah and I delved deeper into the investigation, we learned about Edward's vulnerabilities and the organization's weaknesses. We discovered that Edward had his own fears and secrets, which we could exploit to our advantage. More, it was a good thing that he was supposed to be a friend. There were certain things I knew about him that came in handy in piecing the information together, but you can be certain that it was not an easy task. The point was to find something on each of them, starting with the criminal that I once called my friend. Then from him, we move on to the others. He was the one I was really particular about because I was directly affected by him. I could not let it go. I tried to, but I just couldn't get rid of the unfairness of Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary everything that I felt. Our understanding of their vulnerabilities became the key to dismantling the criminal empire that had caused so much harm. The pieces of our plan were falling into place and the stage was set for a confrontation that would test our resolve and determination. But finding something on them was like the beginning of the whole scene. I needed to get it all to the right authorities. But beyond that, I wanted to look Edward in the eyes when I confronted him. I wanted to see the expression on his face. I mean, he should have known that I would check my credit score one time. I believed he should have known me well enough to have anticipated that. But what I don't think he anticipated was being able to trace it back to him and the rest of his silly gang. And that is where he got it wrong. He should have known I would be uneasy till I got to the end of it all. The day I confronted Edward, it started like any other day. The only difference was that he would suddenly find himself brought in for questioning. I knew that this was the only way to go about it, and I did not let the fact that we were once friends cloud my judgment. Apparently, I got to know that after I reported the case to the authorities. He was picked up, and then I was called in. The confrontation with Edward must have been intense, and it was the moment when the truth would finally come to light. He had denied all of the allegations, and upon seeing me, the wall of ignorance that he was trying to pull came down on him. I unveiled the evidence of Edward's crimes laying out the damning facts that could not be denied. The shock and fear in Edward's eyes were a stark contrast to the confidence and arrogance he had exhibited throughout our ordeal. Edward's initial face of denial and defiance slowly crumbled as the weight of the evidence against him became undeniable. His arrogance gave way to desperation, and he realized that he could no longer escape the consequences of his actions. During the intense interrogation that followed, Edward began to crack. The pressure of facing the evidence and the prospect of a lengthy prison sentence pushed him to the breaking point. 
He knew that the walls were closing in and his loyalty to the criminal organization started to waver. Under relentless questioning, Edward finally gave in. He confessed to his involvement in the identity theft and provided crucial information about the organization's operations. He had no choice but to rat out the rest of his gang, revealing their roles, connections, and the extent of their illegal activities. His confession served as a turning point in the case. The authorities now had the ammunition they needed to dismantle the criminal empire that had operated in the shadows for so long. The pursuit of justice intensified as law enforcement acted swiftly to apprehend the other members of the gang. Till today, I do not know how the case ended with the other members of his gang. What I was after was Edward not getting away with making me out to be the bad guy. A couple of weeks after, everything was settled, and although it wasn't as good as new, it was better than when I realized that my identity had been stolen. All I can say is, OP went surprisingly hands-on when credit theft was an issue here. I feel like most people, they end up just cutting off that person that did that thing to them, getting those accounts frozen. If there's any resources they can use to try to save their credit, do that. I mean, I don't know, maybe a court case? OP said, forget that, I'm going full-on vigilante here. This next story is, My Revenge on the Design Thief. As I walked through the familiar glass doors of Mitchell Manufacturing Company, a sense of duty weighed on my shoulders. The history of our family was etched on the walls, a gallery of triumphs and innovations. The Mitchell name was synonymous with groundbreaking designs, and I was the heir to this legacy. Strolling down the corridor, I couldn't help but think of my father, Benjamin Mitchell. He had pushed the boundaries of technology with every project, always striving to achieve the extraordinary. Now, it was my turn to make my mark, but little did I know that the serenity of our family legacy was going to be shattered. Unbeknownst to me, in the depths of the same company, a new engineer was slowly weaving himself into our world. Nate Reynolds had recently joined our ranks, presenting himself as an admirer of the Mitchell family's work. On the surface, he appeared as just another dedicated employee. Yet, beneath his facade of loyalty, Nate harbored ambitions far more sinister. He hungered for fame, fortune, and recognition, believing that the path to his dreams lay within the prized designs of the Mitchell family, a brilliant engineer with a troubling moral compass. Nate walked a dangerous line between genius and deceit. Of course, I did not know this then. Nate's rise within the company was swift and he gained access to confidential information about our latest project. Unbeknownst to me, he was planning to steal not just any design but the culmination of my personal efforts, a secret project I'd been nurturing for months. In my relentless pursuit of innovation, I had devoted sleepless nights and unwavering dedication to a design that I believed would change the course of our company's history. This project was my masterpiece, my way of etching my name into the annals of the Mitchell legacy. It was a secret I had guarded closely, one that held my hopes, dreams, and the pride of my family. Mitchell Manufacturing Company had a storied history that spanned generations. Founded by my great-grandfather, Samuel Mitchell, it started as a humble workshop in a small town, driven by the belief that innovation could change lives. Over the decades, it grew into an empire known for its pioneering contributions to various industries. Our family company's significance extends beyond the realm of business. It had become a symbol of excellence, integrity, and a commitment to improving the world through innovative technology. Every product we designed had the potential to reshape industries and enhance lives. 
The heart of our family's success lies in the invaluable designs we created. We were the architects of inventions that transformed the landscape of countless sectors. Our innovations ranged from groundbreaking medical devices that saved lives to cutting-edge sustainable energy solutions that powered a greener future. One of the most cherished designs was a medical breakthrough, a diagnostic device that revolutionized healthcare by offering quicker, more accurate diagnosis. This invention alone saved countless lives and set a new standard for medical technology. Another design that held a special place in our family's legacy was a clean energy solution, harnessing the power of renewable resources to drive a sustainable, environmentally conscious future. It had earned us global acclaim and was used in diverse applications, from powering entire cities to fueling transportation networks. The company remained on the part of making life easier for humans. It was just like any other evening when I stumbled upon the heart-wrenching truth. Late at night, in my dimly lit home office, I was sorting through some confidential company files, innocently believing that I was preparing for a presentation the next day. As I sifted through the digital records, my heart sank. There, buried beneath the layers of subfolders, I found unmistakable evidence of theft. Nate had been systematically siphoning off our family's most prized designs, transferring them to an external drive under the cover of darkness. Shock coursed through my veins as I replayed the past months in my mind. The missed clues, the subtle signs, and the inexplicable late nights in the office suddenly fell into a sinister pattern. I didn't want it to be Nate, but there was no way I could explain away what I had seen. It was really just too much of a coincidence. The shock of the discovery quickly gave way to seething anger. I felt a primal rage building within me, threatening to consume my rationality. Every sleepless night, every sacrifice I made to bring my project to life had been in vain. It was as if my dreams had been stolen along with the designs. The anger wasn't just at Nate. It was at myself for allowing this breach of trust to occur. To compound the betrayal, I discovered that Nate had already started to pass off our stolen designs as his own creations. He had taken our proprietary medical device and presented it to the board as his brainchild. He eloquently explained how he had come up with the revolutionary concept, dazzling everyone with his supposed genius. His deception cut deep not only stealing the designs, but also stealing our family's hard-earned reputation. As the shock and anger smoldered within me, I realized that I could not let Nate's betrayal go unanswered. I owed it to my family, our legacy, and the honor of our designs to seek justice. So, in the dark hours of the night, I made my decision. I would embark on a quest for revenge, not only to reclaim what was stolen, but to expose Nate for the deceiver he was. I was determined to ensure that his true character was unveiled and that the world would know him for the fraud he was. I knew I couldn't do this hastily. There had to be plans all laid out to get it done. I could not afford any screw up. To exact my revenge, I needed to enter Nate's world discreetly. I started by making myself a more visible presence in the areas of the company that he frequented. I joined meetings and projects he was involved in, all while carefully concealing my true intentions. This strategy allowed me to observe his behavior, discern his patterns, and find opportunities to exploit his vulnerabilities. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I also began socializing with the same circle of colleagues and friends as Nate. I attended after-work gatherings, subtly steering conversations toward topics that would reveal more about his personal life. This way, I could gather the information I needed to understand him better to ruin his life properly. But more than that, I needed him to view me as a non-threatening ally. It required establishing a facade of friendship and trust. I listened to his concerns and acted as a confidant offering assistance and advice on projects while discreetly nudging him toward actions that would serve my ultimate plan. Our interactions became more frequent and slowly, Nate began to drop his guard. He started to confide in me about his ambitions, his fears, and even his personal struggles. This newfound intimacy between us was strategic as it allowed me to get closer to him, uncovering more of his weaknesses. He saw me as a fool and that was his second mistake. The first mistake was stealing from my family. The closer I got to Nate, the more I realized that his aspirations were both his strength and his weakness. He was obsessed with recognition and fame, to the point where he was willing to do whatever it took to achieve it. This obsession had led him down a dark path of deception. I also discovered that Nate had a penchant for overindulgence, particularly when it came to gambling. He was drowning in debt, which I learned from his confidential conversations with me in a little digging. It was a chink in his armor, a vulnerability that I could potentially exploit to my advantage. With an intricate understanding of Nate's vulnerabilities, I began to execute my revenge plan with a series of well-calculated strikes. I subtly sowed seeds of doubt and paranoia in Nate's mind, making him question his own actions. I'd strategically drop hints and leave cryptic messages designed to unnerve him, all while maintaining an outward facade of friendship and support. I'd manipulate circumstances to make him believe that his deceptive actions were being uncovered, forcing him to second-guess every move. By skillfully orchestrating events, I gradually pushed him into a corner, making him desperate for a way out. Tension between Nate and me began to escalate as my manipulations took effect. Our interactions became strained, with every exchange laced with underlying suspicion and unease. There were moments when our conflict spilled into the open, creating uncomfortable scenes. Colleagues noticed our strained relationship, further exacerbating Nate's paranoia. I carefully steered these confrontations to expose his deceitful behavior, all while staying in control of my own emotions. The constant drip of manipulated doubt and tension began to take a toll on Nate. He grew increasingly paranoid, suspecting everyone around him, including those he had once considered allies. The financial troubles that had plagued Nate previously worsened as his gambling habits spiraled out of control. He lived in a constant state of anxiety, believing that the walls were closing in and that exposure was inevitable. The stress etched lines on his face and left him perpetually on edge. The weight of my manipulations bore down on Nate, and he could no longer ignore the unsettling feeling that had consumed him. He began to connect the dots, 
realizing that the shadows of doubt and paranoia were not mere coincidences, but part of a well-orchestrated scheme. The sense of impending doom crept into his every thought and action. With Nate's world teetering on the edge of collapse, the time had come to reveal my true identity and intentions. I invited him to a friendly meeting, away from the prying eyes of our colleagues and the trappings of our workplace. I arranged a meeting where Nate believed he would retrieve more of my stolen designs. As he eagerly arrived, I welcomed him with a facade of cooperation, leading him into a room where he expected to find the coveted files. But instead, he found the evidence of his deceit sprawled out before him, documents, recordings, and witness testimonials all detailing his theft and manipulations. Nate had walked into a meticulously crafted trap, sealed and irrefutable. This was where I confronted him with all of the things I knew. The shock and disbelief that crossed his face as I disclosed the extent of my knowledge were evident. His initial attempts at denial crumbled as I presented irrefutable evidence of his theft, lies, and manipulations. I watched his bravado disintegrate, leaving a man exposed, vulnerable, and cornered. With a voice that carried the weight of generations, I pronounced his fate, ensuring that the designs he had stolen were returned to their rightful place. The legacy of the Mitchell name would remain untarnished. Nate, however, would pay for his treachery. The consequences for Nate were swift and devastating. The evidence I had amassed was not only enough to expose his fraudulent actions within our company, but also to alert the authorities to his illegal dealings outside of it. He faced both professional and legal repercussions, with his reputation in tatters. Like I said, it wasn't enough to kick him out and out of work. I had to make him eat his words and return the glory back to my family. Financial ruin soon followed as he was forced to repay the ill-gotten gains he had acquired from selling our stolen designs. Nate's downfall was public, and his name was synonymous with deceit. He lost not only his career, but the trust of those who had once been close to him. This was how I got the revenge from the shadows. Till today, I still have a feeling that if Nate had known who I was, he would not have let his guard down, and by extension, I would not have been able to get my revenge on him. For this, I remain grateful that my father let us live our lives separate from the company's name. I mean, when it's not just like your inheritance or your job, but it's like your whole family's legacy that you care so deeply about, it's kind of a situation where OP had nothing to lose and potentially everything to gain back. It's not surprising to me in the least bit that OP would lay it all on the line to try to get this guy caught. Our next story is My Sweet Revenge on the Pet Thief. I had always been a person of deep empathy, and my heart had found its greatest solace in the companionship of a little tuxedo cat named Whiskers. Whiskers was more than just a pet. He was a confidant, a source of endless comfort, and a constant presence in my life. Our bond was one forged through countless cuddles, playful pounces, and late-night conversations as we gazed at the stars through the window. Whiskers, with his inquisitive green eyes and a penchant for nuzzling against my cheek, seemed to understand me in a way that no human ever could. I had rescued him from a shelter, and in return, he had rescued me from the loneliness that had haunted me for so long. Our connection was a testament to the profound love that can exist between a human and an animal. Then there is Matthew. Matthew, a man whose motivations were shrouded in mystery. Matthew lived in the house next door, and from the moment he moved in, I couldn't help but feel that something was amiss. He had a brooding, enigmatic aura about him, 
and his eyes held a secret that I couldn't quite fathom. Little did I know that Matthew had his eye on my beloved whiskers. Not for affection, but for his own sinister reasons. Matthew's motivations were as dark as the night, fueled by an unhealthy envy of my happiness and the bond I shared with my furry friend. But it wasn't until it was way too late that I realized the evil intent in his heart. He believed that stealing whiskers away would somehow fill the emptiness in his own heart, but he was sorely mistaken. Matthew's jealousy drove him to commit an unspeakable act, and it was a deed that forever altered the course of our lives. I still remember the day it all went to crap, the day my world shattered. Whiskers had always been there when I woke up, his soft purrs and gentle headbutts serving as my morning alarm. But on that fateful morning, his usual warm presence was absent. My heart clenched as I called for him, but there was no response, no melodious meows to greet me. I was less bothered and thought he probably had too much of me over the night and was choosing to let me be. Yet I rushed through the house, checking every nook and cranny, hoping that Whiskers was simply hiding or playing one of his mischievous games, but he remained elusive, and the realization that he was truly gone hit me like a ton of bricks. Panic washed over me as I scoured every inch of my home my voice cracking with desperation as I called his name. As hours turned into a relentless afternoon sun, I began to fear the worst. Desperation overtook me as I embarked on a frantic search through the neighborhood, asking neighbors and putting up flyers with Whiskers pictures. The sinking feeling that he might be gone for good threatened to drown me. Yet, deep down, I could not get rid of the thought that I would be able to reconnect with my dear pet and uncover the truth behind his disappearance. I didn't have anything concrete to this effect, it was just a knowing on my inside. My thoughts turned to Matthew, my enigmatic neighbor who had moved in next door. I had noticed his lurking presence and something about him had always made me uneasy. Could he be involved in Whiskers' sudden disappearance? The very idea sent a chill down my spine, but I had to consider every possibility. Suspicion gnawed at my mind as I approached Matthew's house, stealing myself to ask if he had seen Whiskers. As I stood at his doorstep, my heart pounded and my voice quivered as I inquired about my beloved cat. Matthew's expression remained inscrutable, and he denied any knowledge of Whiskers' whereabouts. His words coated in a thin layer of deceit. Matthew's denial was infuriatingly convincing. He met my inquiries with a cool composure that sent shivers down my spine. With a placid smile, he maintained that he knew nothing of Whiskers' disappearance, gaslighting me in a way that left me second-guessing my instincts. He claimed innocence so artfully that I began to doubt my own suspicions, wondering if I'd let my imagination run wild. As days turned into weeks, my frustration grew. I couldn't shake the feeling that Matthew was involved in Whiskers' vanishing act, but without concrete evidence, I was trapped in a maddening cycle of doubt and suspicion. Yet I couldn't let go of the nagging feeling that Matthew's secrets went beyond the surface. I began to keep a meticulous record of his activities, noting his peculiar movements and strange habits, all in hopes of finding a chink in his armor. My relentless pursuit of the truth led me to a breakthrough that would expose Matthew's deception. I was searching through my own backyard, retracing my steps in a desperate attempt to find any traces of whiskers. That's when I stumbled upon a torn piece of fabric, a fragment of Whiskers' favorite blanket. 
It was hidden in the bushes as if someone had tried to dispose of it. A chill ran down my spine as I recognized the fabric as Matthew's jacket. It was a small but undeniable link between him and Whiskers' disappearance. This discovery filled me with determination as I now had evidence to confront Matthew, evidence that could shatter his web of deceit and reveal the malevolence behind his actions. The days turned into weeks and Whiskers remained missing. Unbeknownst to me, he was enduring a living nightmare. Whiskers had been snatched away from the warmth of our home and thrust into a world of fear and loneliness. Confined to a dim, unfamiliar place, he cowered in the shadows. His once sparkling green eyes now clouded with anxiety. Every meow, once filled with confidence, was now a trembling plea for freedom. Then, I saw Whiskers by the front door suddenly. The neglect he suffered was evident in his frail frame and matted fur. Whiskers had always been a sprightly cat, but now he was a mere shadow of his former self. He endured hunger, thirst, and the bitter chill of cold nights. His health deteriorated rapidly as he was deprived of the love and care he had known. Whiskers' bright eyes dulled and his once playful spirit faded. The cruelty he endured at the hands of those who had taken him was a relentless assault on his well-being. Whiskers' spirit waned and the echoes of his once proud purrs were replaced by the sound of suffering. As I learned about Whiskers' suffering, my heart shattered into a thousand pieces. I couldn't fathom the anguish he had endured. The night spent shivering in the cold, the hunger gnawing at his belly and the cruel mistreatment he had faced. The guilt was unbearable as I felt responsible for his plight. Seeing Whiskers' deteriorating health was a gut-wrenching experience. It was like someone had taken a part of me and deliberately chewed it up and spat it out when it lost all flavor. As weird as that sounds, I believe that was the case. He was emaciated and his once glossy coat had become a tangled mess. The sparkle in his eyes had dimmed and he struggled to even lift his head. My eyes brimmed with tears as I held him close, vowing to nurse him back to health. The anguish in his eyes mirrored my own as if he were silently begging for the comfort and safety that he had been denied during his absence. At a point I just couldn't take it anymore. I could not bear to see Whiskers suffering without anyone taking the blame for what happened to him. The day came to confront Matthew with the evidence I had discovered, the torn piece of fabric linking him to Whiskers' disappearance. As I approached his doorstep, my voice trembled with a mix of anger and pain that had been festering within me for far too long. My knuckles wrapped against his door, and when he opened it, his face showed the faintest flicker of unease. I laid the fabric scrap before him, my eyes locked onto him, and I asked the question that had haunted my every waking moment. Why is your jacket fabric here? Why was it hidden in my backyard? Matthew's initial calm facade began to crumble as he stammered out a response, his denials growing more desperate by the second. He claimed that he had no knowledge of how his fabric scrap had ended up in my yard, but his words wavered, betraying the fear that now gnawed at him. Everything within me was boiling over. It took a lot of self-restraint not to knee him in the groin as he continued to deny the truth. I refused to back down, and Matthew's deception could no longer withstand the weight of my evidence. His mask of innocence crumbled, revealing a face contorted by guilt. The confrontation with Matthew had left me with a steely resolve. I was determined to seek revenge for what he had done to Whiskers, and to uncover the truth behind his cruel actions. The love I had for my cat was a blazing fire within me, and it fueled my determination to bring Matthew to justice. I couldn't rest until he understood the magnitude of his wrongdoing. As I sat in my dimly lit living room, I contemplated the best way to make Matthew pay for the suffering he had caused my beloved cat. My mind raced with ideas, but one stood out. 
Psychological Warfare I determined to use my wits to unravel Matthew's sanity, just as he had shattered my world. I knew that Matthew had a few secrets of his own. No one is without their weaknesses, and I was determined to exploit his. Subtly, I began a campaign of ingenious acts that exposed his darker side to the world. I shared carefully curated hints about his questionable past and unconventional habits, sparking curiosity and suspicion among our neighbors. These subtle whispers reached his ears and paranoia began to consume him. As Matthew's paranoia grew, I escalated the psychological torment. Anonymous notes, cryptic messages, and eerie occurrences became a part of his daily life. Every shadow, every creak, and every rustle in the night became a tormenting reminder of the uncertainty that he had thrust upon me when he stole whiskers. I was determined to make him understand the fear and anxiety he had forced me to endure during whiskers' absence. With everything I did, I inched closer to my ultimate goal of breaking his spirit, just as he had broken mine when he stole whiskers. The satisfaction and relief that surged within me were immeasurable. While it couldn't bring Whiskers back, it was a vindication of the love and bond we had shared. Seeing Matthew's torment and realizing that he'd been made to feel even a fraction of the anguish I had suffered brought a sense of justice to my heart. It was closure that I'd yearned for, a small but meaningful victory in the memory of my beloved Whiskers. To be honest, it was not that Matthew came clean about the whole scenario, he couldn't have directly, but it was darn obvious in the sudden change of his actions towards me, or maybe it was in how he avoided running into me, and whenever he did, he had that look on his face that said I was behind the issues he was facing, but didn't have any proof dependent on me. That was the same way I felt with him, and I was low-key very glad. Whiskers' memory lived on. A reminder of the enduring love we had shared, I had created a tribute in my home, a sanctuary of photos, toys, and the soft blanket he loved. I've not been able to get any other cat because I fear that Matthew would strike again, and I couldn't bear the thought of replacing Whiskers. The story just went on a full-on roller coaster and ended on a sheer drop. Opie had a whole section where they said they were going to nurse the cat back to health, and then the next thing you know they're talking about how Whiskers is gone. It would be really hard not to snap on somebody that would be willingly doing this to not even just your pet, but animals in general. Like, what did Matthew have to gain out of this? Why? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.